Good morning, Eugene. Hey, good morning. So what uh, what's on your mind today? So I guess I had a rough weekend. The whole, you know, quarantine thing isn't super fun. And uh, I was thinking a lot about what I do at work. And like, I don't have a traditional computer science background. I don't consider myself an expert in anything, but I do think that I do like an okay, good job at the work that I'm you know, employed to be doing. But I've always sort of resisted delving deeper into like expertise, thinking that it would somehow diminish uh, like my well-roundedness, like whatever that meant to me, like my identity. I never like identified as like a software engineer or like a computer scientist or or anything really. I just wanted to stay sort of general. And now I'm thinking maybe that wasn't the right move or idea. Um, yeah, I mean, here's, um, it's interesting that uh, like when you go for your bachelor's degree, right, they want you to not just, um, major in something and like learn it deep, but they want you to be quote unquote, well-rounded, like you said, and like take on, you know, take all these different, some of them useless (laughs) classes, to give you a well-roundedness or whatever, which isn't a bad thing necessarily. Um, you know, compared to that, like in Russia, for example, you have to select kind of, you have to choose your career when you're 17 and you go for that specific university for that specific career. And you don't really get those like other classes that you can explore and kind of choose your, um, major and try things out and stuff. So I, I guess it's kind of like um, balancing scale in a way. Um, I think it's good. It's, it has both, you know, the good things and the bad things in a sense. Um, I mean, when you are well-rounded, you know a little bit of, about everything, but you never go deep enough. So for a career, I think you need to go deep, a little deeper than than everything else. Um, right. And I guess I was also thinking... Like, you don't need to think too much about a career if you don't want to. You could have other hobbies, you could have other activities, and the work could just be, like, the work you do to sustain your lifestyle. And I was I was leaning more that way, just kind of letting the job be the job and find other hobbies, other interests... And I think that's okay. I don't I don't think that every moment of your life has to be productive or measured in some sort of like monetary scale or like success or power or like whatever people strive for, you could you could make up your own rules. And as long as you're not like falling behind on bills, the job could just be a job. But I guess I wasn't super satisfied with that, especially seeing like more professional people um, kind of getting into roles outside of their profession, but they were seeing success because of their initial expertise in a certain field. Like we were talking about before, the best accountants become managers, the best programmers become managers. And that doesn't really make sense. 
but that is what happens. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, it's kind of an overarching, um, I guess, thought or whatever. But I think that no matter what you do and no matter what you are planning on doing for your career, you have to kind of keep on learning all the time. That's what, I mean, that's what I've been doing my entire life. And I love learning. I'm a learning junkie. But, um, you know, when you're... You have to have, you have to, I feel like, and I don't know, maybe that's just my perspective. I think you have to kind of be in sort of an expert, a specialist in an area. It doesn't mean that you're only doing that, but the more specialized you are, the, the more, I guess, job security you have. Because when you're like, if you remember, we discussed when you're a manager, you're typically the first one to be let go especially middle managers in times of, you know, economic crisis or whatever, whatever it may be. Yeah. And like, I guess I always didn't want that. I didn't want to be put into this position of you're a middle manager. You don't really do or produce anything. You just kind of organize or uh, deal with conflicts of people and not even strategy. Like I feel like a leadership role where you're, deciding what to do is more important and this middle manager state is kind of dumb i never really i guess appreciated it but then looking at every middle manager that i that i did like they were always experts in their field they were always learning and they could do the job of everyone on their team and i guess to their detriment they often did so they were bad managers but they were very good individual contributors. Mm-hmm. So I guess I was thinking more about that and maybe it is a good idea to, to not worry about like becoming a middle manager and just work on your profession if you have one. I think you could kind of do both at the same time, meaning like nobody's stopping you from learning on your own. And, you know, I've met people, um, very interesting, you know, regular programmers who, let's say, work for Bloomberg or, you know, not programmers, actually, IT, I guess it's a little different, um, who work for like Bloomberg or whatever, for, you know, one of, of the big companies, and they make a ton of money. And when I started asking, how did they get get to that level? Um, they 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 were saying that they just kept on getting certificates in like security, whatever, you know, like um, computer security or whatever, like different things so that they could up-level their skill. And yes, they can always have this future of becoming a manager. And if they're, let's say, on the side, on their own, getting um, a better management degree or maybe, maybe a management certificate or something, they have a higher chance of 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 getting it and but then they also can fall back if anything fall back on their sk- initial skills you know yeah and i guess i saw management as a skillless sort of job but that's also not true like it's very clear people that are good managers and that aren't and i guess i wasn't i wasn't fully appreciating that you can become an expert in one thing without 
giving up something else. Like, sure, you have limited time, but it's not like you're going to run out of memory in your brain to, <laughs> like, store the information. You can learn how to cook and be a good programmer and also, like, be a good project manager and maybe a people manager. Like, your brain isn't going to start forgetting how to cook <laughs> yeah. if you learn a new thing. And then it sort of becomes a an issue of how you spend your time. So before I was just spending a bunch of time watching YouTube, you know, playing on my phone. And now with just, I don't know, half an hour, an hour a day, I just I put it on my to-do list every day, go learn something. So I read for half an hour and then I started like a class in programming. And nice. it's it's an hour a day. <laughs> so like I'm not, I don't feel like I'm losing anything. I'm not watching any less TV. It's just an hour a day that I get to reading a history book and then this intro to computer science class. And I don't know, I guess you can do a similar thing with instruments or maybe this is just COVID quarantine sort of talking, but instruments, you mean like musical instruments? Yeah, we have a, we have like a ukulele, uh, <laughs> just like lying around. So I like, I picked up an app on the, on the phone and it was just like, here, you know, plug these strings, see what happens. I don't love playing music, but it's interesting that it's interesting to me that that's all it is. You just you just practice and then now you know how to do this thing. And I was always it was always kind of magical, the music thing. And I guess programming is magical for a lot of people. And nope. it's just practice. You do very simple things until you're used to them and then you sort of build on them. Yeah. And if you don't if you don't feel ready for like a chord progression, don't. It's fine. Just just keep doing the easy thing and eventually you'll build the muscle memory to like get better. And it's actually this exact I guess approach or whatever whatever you call it um applies to almost everything. If you think about it, like when I started Studying accounting, I I picked accounting. I don't know if I told you this, but I picked accounting because that was, you know, I was going to go to law school and I needed a major that would allow me to make money to pay for, you know, for my life and from for law school. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I picked accounting because it was a skill. It wasn't just knowledge, you know, a degree in something. It was a skill. And when I went in, I was like, scared because it was something that's, you know, even though I was always good at math, I was just unfamiliar with, with accounting in general. And a couple of kind of, I guess, semesters into it, um, I sort of slowly fell in love with accounting because not because of anything else, but just because I started getting it. Like I put, I wanted to get good grades because, you know, for law school. I mean, I changed my mind after that for, in terms of law school, but I wanted to get good grades. And so I worked hard. Like I did all the homeworks. I always prepared for the tests and just was, just was going crazy about it. And, and I just realized that it's just repetition. Like once you start getting something, you actually start liking it. Um, yeah. And I do wonder what that is. Like, I want to say it's like a fear of failure or a fear of success or the fear of the unknown. I don't, I don't think it's just that because I am very hesitant to 
even get better at the job that I'm supposedly doing to like go deeper, learn more about it. I don't know why. It's like a, it's like a strange feeling that I feel worried of getting like too good at a thing that it'll somehow like take away from I don't know, my personality, but that's just not true. You can you can always learn more. It doesn't have to be useful. You don't have to like I'm learning C right now and I don't know a single person writing any C code. It's like a pretty old language. Um it is it is super popular. Like it's not like a useless skill, but I don't see myself becoming a C programmer, but just just taking the class there's no downside. It's just half an hour a day and I am I am learning stuff and it somehow feels like wrong to me to be digging deeper into it and I know it's not. Like I talk about it with my coworkers and they're all like pretty excited to talk about this low level language cuz no one talks about this with them. And I don't know, it, it's been rewarding to like dig deeper in my I guess chosen profession or maybe I haven't accepted that this is my profession because that sort of seems permanent even though it <laughs> like, clearly is <laughs> the, the, there's nothing wrong with permanent um, I mean nothing is really permanent but there's nothing wrong with picking one kind of profession not really profession but more like one line of business one line of doing something there's nothing wrong with that right i don't know i guess i always expected it to like go away or change in a way that i couldn't adapt to and that also doesn't like make sense when industries change a lot of times the people in those industries are the ones changing the industry so like i started off with manual testing now i'm doing the automation testing and if i was looking at like an automation engineer as a manual tester, I'd be like worried that they'll take my job. But that's not that's not the case. I was the one that took the step to do the new job. And that's like a personal sort of feeling. I'm sure some people can't or won't or don't have time to sort of bounce around in the field. But if I do, I don't know why I still feel this hesitancy to not accept the field that I'm in and that I can sort of move around in it? Um, I, th I mean, my opinion is that it's always good to be an expert in something because when you are, you know, this expression, jack of all trades, master of none, to me, being a generalist feels that way. Feels like you're a master of none. Not you, but in general. Like when you when someone is a generalist, they know a little bit of about everything, but who are who are they really? Like when, you know, when you ask me, I'm an accountant. So like I know who I am. I know like it immediately tells people what I do. Not that I care what it tells people, but it immediately means something. I do something specific. When you are when you say, let's say, for example, oh, I'm a manager. Okay, what does that mean? It means that you can you know a little bit about everything. 
but you have no specific, you're, you're master of nothing, like nothing specific. So to me, you, I mean, you can work wherever you want, but, um, and this has been my approach, you know, for life, um, to life for many years, but you always have to do things in, in a way that will leave you choice for later, as opposed to being stuck with a certain choice that you've made. And that's why I think that everyone should be improving and learning all the time because learning not necessarily a new skill, not necessarily in a different profession or different industry or whatever, but maybe a different angle. Because let's say the industry, your industry changes in five seconds in, in next year. And all of a sudden your skill today becomes irrelevant. But if you've been, you know, kind of improving and studying other things and related to the field, but maybe kind of peripheral or, um, or whatever, or supporting, then you can adapt and, and your mindset will be, you know what, like, how do I adapt what I, what I've learned, what I know to the new environment? And, I'll give you an example before I let you comment. Um, <laughs> I'll give an example of how I approach my profession. So I have, you know, I have a license and it's it's very valuable and so on and so forth. But who knows? I mean, life is unpredictable and things could change. They could, I don't know, um, abolish I don't know, licenses or whatever. And then what do I do? Like I'm an accountant. Like that's what I make a living off of. And so I started learning more about leadership and coaching. And because a lot of what I do right now with uh, VIP clients is actually support. So help them set financial goals for their businesses, help them track progress towards those goals. And it's more it's more leaning towards coaching as opposed to the actual accounting so that I know now if at some point, and at some point it will happen and may or may not happen during our lifetime, my lifetime, um, AI takes over completely tax preparation, bookkeeping or whatever. I know that I can fall back on the support and advisory that no computer can do. Yeah. And I guess, I guess I find myself like catastrophizing and extrapolating out too far in the future where <laughs> like when bad stuff does happen or inconvenient stuff or, you know, changes, you figure it out in whatever way you're prepared. And I feel like learning the fundamentals, learning, you know, how to work with other people, which is basically every job, like so, so many jobs just used to be coming into the office and now they're not so now we all sort of had to learn what it means to work at home but they are at least for me very similar sort of interactions i have to still know how to communicate with people know how to when i'm frustrated just you know realize this is a job and the the actual part of what you're doing is important. You should like deeply know what your like profession is, but I still think that the majority of the time you spend isn't on that profession, but sort of like the people interactions, the, the other stuff around it. And I don't know, I guess 
when bad things happen, you'll you'll just have to figure it out. You have no other choice. But becoming an expert won't take away from that at all. It'll make it better. I think so, because you, when you become an expert, you kind of go deep and you understand the industry or, yeah, I guess the industry a lot better and could, you could, you are able to kind of predict when, when it's changing, see the change and, and already your brain will be thinking about how do I, how do I make my job recession proof or, you know industry change shift proof or whatever it is. Um, at least that's how it should be. It shouldn't be like, Oh, you know, the recession happened and all of a sudden I don't know what to do. I can't find a job because I don't really, I can't pivot. And I mean, and this word pivot is kind of overused at this point, but I guess the mindset should be like, um, whatever happens, I need to be able to earn a living what will allow me to do that? And I think that becoming an expert and being valuable will allow you to kind of make decent money and move up and, or move around in your whatever career or whatever the, whatever the situation may be, um, move to another company or move up the ladder or whatever, whatever it is, but you'll always kind of have that mindset, whatever happens, I can survive. I can live because it's not a good feeling, you know, when you, sort of worry about what's going to happen with the next recession. Right. And a lot of what, uh, what sort of sparked my new interest in getting deeper in like the fundamentals of computer science and like what it really means to work with computers. And it sort of happened because, you know, that thing where you're supposed to interview, like, I don't know, once every half a year, once a year, just to see what the market's like. So I tried this just, you know, in COVID applied to some jobs got like a like a technical screen and i realized that for the job that i have now the the way they interview people either because of covid or not it changed so where before it was pretty much like a conversation what did you do tell me about your old projects it was very sort of non-technical and then they expected you to show like a project that you worked on and like talk about it but now it's more of this algorithms online test where they're just like, okay, write a program that solves this, you know, problem. And that's how programmers were always interviewed. But I was never in a programmer role, so I never did this. And without a computer science background, I didn't really know anything about this um, like type of problem. And that was an interesting sort of shift for me because now... I need to prove to myself that I can get other jobs and the way that people interview for the job that I already have changed. And if I didn't go out and like try an interview, I wouldn't know that. And if I was fired and then had to real quick interview, I'd be very discouraged to find out that like the entire way of interviewing changed to a way that I don't, that I wasn't prepared for. That also isn't super relevant to the work, which is another strangeness of tech where I guess the big companies do this way of interviewing as like a like a logic test almost. Like, oh, think of a way to you know, I don't know, sort this list in this particular way. 
and it has nothing to do with your actual job, but it's a way to uh, remove candidates from the huge pool that they got. And now smaller companies are doing this. And with COVID, it's just too convenient. You send someone a link, and if they don't answer the two questions in an hour, well, cool. You're not moving on to the next phase of the interview. Oh. And the the sort of questions asked are like first-year computer science questions that I never took, but most people already forgot. Like, do you remember what you did freshman year in college? I don't. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I do. <laughs> Yeah, so that was an interesting sort of experience where I know that I can do the job, but now could I could I not get a job in this field? Knowing how to do it, but now the interview style has changed. So that's maybe another like factor into how you see your security you need to prove to yourself that you can get jobs and maybe interviewing and possibly getting an offer like every half a year, every year could make you feel more secure. And I've always like knew this in theory, but I never went out and tried it. And now that I tried it, I was like, Oh no, I'm super unprepared. And now I get to prepare on my own time without being under the pressure of my family's running out of money. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. And I think it sort of supports my opinion on the, on the fact that you should specialize or at least should go deep in one area that, that you see prom to be promising um, and kind of, you know, evolving something that will be around for years, for decades, so that you can actually always get a job. Yeah, and... If you were to ask me what sort of interview prep I would have to do, I never would have guessed that no. it's this sort of very basic, almost like homework problem level quiz that you have to take. Because it's entirely useless. I've, I mean, I've, I've interviewed tons of people and I've never asked them a single like algorithms question. Why do I care? I'm sure that if they worked on a project before, they'll figure out whatever they need to figure out, I think trust expertise but but now yeah you have to do this homework problem from freshman year computer science and now i need to prove to myself that i can do those kind of questions not because they're interesting not because they're relevant to the work but because that's what you need to get other jobs so i don't know try interviewing somewhere maybe you'll be surprised yeah. Interviewing and thinking about, I guess, recession proofing or whatever, pandemic proofing your career and your your income for that matter. Yeah. Um, and you won't know until you try. Like, you don't have to accept offers if you get one. But yeah. I guess Absolutely. I was caught off guard and now I'm re energized to get back on top. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Great. Cool. Um, any closing kind of inspirational thoughts that you want to share? I don't know. I think people should try to, well, first of all, interview. If you're worried about, you know, anything and you have a job and you're worried about losing it, just try getting another one. You don't have to take it, but maybe you'll be surprised like I was 
of how the interview process has shifted. I mean, for me, it was three years ago that I last interviewed, and now plus COVID. So maybe the industry really did change in that time. But also, if you're doing something and you're working every day on this particular task, learning the the fundamentals, the the newest technology could be interesting, even though it's not related to your job, it could expand your sort of knowledge base in a useful way that you're more aware of the industry as a whole, because every company is doing their own little special thing. But the fundamentals, I think, stay the same. Yeah, I agree. Well, everybody should be an accountant for sure. Um, <laughs> but um, I mean, jokes aside, um, I think that having an, a second skill could come in handy, and it's nice to have too. All right. Yeah, see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>